The following podcast may contain adult content and strong language. Today and okay. So today and tomorrow was Prime Day. Uh, what'd you guys get? Did you guys get anything? You know, we're we're. Uh, I am moving in a couple days, so I am going to take advantage of you the Prime Day. You should uh, to. Uh, I don't know. Buy a few things. Probably like a bookshelf, rechargeable batteries, and some good bookshelf. I have an Amazon bookshelf. Yeah, nice good yeah, bookshelf. Yeah. yeah, nice solid bookshelf. Probably a probably a. A safety razor, like a wet shaving kit, too. Which you okay, know. I always think it's interesting. Like your your Amazon order, they're never like homogeneous items, are they? They're always just like the widest possible array of of things. You You're right buy. about that. Um, yeah, it could be like you you could get a package and it could be like, oh, I got some pens, and I also got a shovel and razor blades. I got razor blades, and I also got plastic cups. And a hammer. Now, you said homogeneous, not homogenous? Yeah. Okay. Either is acceptable if Either I may speak acceptable. on behalf. If I may speak on behalf of the entire I scientific just, I, it's community. It's just something I, you don't hear very I, often. I, I like that. You just don't hear it very often. I like homogeneous. I'll say that. Homogeneous. Homogeneous. Now, we touched, now, Matt, you mentioned something. You're going with a shaving kit. Now, this is interesting because you, for a while, had a, had a tremendous beard. Thank you. But so now you've you've decided to go smooth. That's correct. Okay. Now I strangely enough, I have a beard, so we kind of swapped. Mm-hmm. But I famously also like to shave with a straight razor, so I, I feel that. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's a I think that's a lovely uh investment. How's it going for you? The beard. You know, it's it's the lack, the be- of, beard. The the lack, lack thereof. of the lack thereof of a beard. You know, I will say uh, as someone whose beard kind of came in more of a you know, like a gingery orange color, mm-hmm. it didn't really it, like it. it Nick, you have a you have fairly dark hair, so a beard shows yeah, up pretty dark, well. On yeah, you. I have dark brown hair. With me, like the beard, you had to be really kind of up close to see the beard. Um, and you know, I thought eh, I needed a change. I I've been okay. with the beard for about let's see, t- three years, just about. And do you feel more yourself now, or did you feel more yourself with the beard? You know, I think I grew the beard at the time because I I have a tendency to look much younger than I am. Um, and so I thought the beard was kind of the, the kind of the way to, the way to, to look more my age. And then I shaved the beard and I still looked my age. Yep. So we're going to go shave. I, I also, I enjoy the process of shaving in the morning. Really? It's kind of like a ritualistic thing. Oh, okay. So you've gone, uh, I've never done that. Even when I was being clean shaven, I've never been a daily You shaver. were a night shower. I was or a, a night night. Sh- night ra- <laughs> You're a night shower. We I am a night shower. This, We've discussed that. At a a, a, a night razorer, night shaver, a night shaver, if you will. Night shaver. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys ever notice the, the famous uh, HBO miniseries Band of Brothers? Oh yeah. We've yeah, all yeah. both seen that. You know, there's the one scene where tremendous. major Dan, fucking tremendous. Dick Winters is shaving in the middle of the forest using ice water mm-hmm. as German shells are falling all around. And him. you've tried this? No, I have not. 
You it's, want it, to. it really is. It's not the cold water. It's not the forest. It's the German artillery that's really, really hard to find, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's how to get that, that, that extra close. Thing. But what's funny is that that's 100% true. Every single day during the war, that guy would get up in the morning, Dick Winters would get up in the morning, and he would shave. Wow. As in the real Dick Winters, real... not as in Damian Lewis. No, not as in Damian Even Lewis. I don't think he fought. Even though he is, in fact, clean-shaven most of the time. Yeah, yeah, But the yeah. real but Dick Winters But he didn't fight in the war, I don't think. No, he didn't shave him. He's, he's a little... Yeah, he's Damian little, Lewis you know. listens to this podcast. He does, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, correct. So, yeah. let me ask you, what kind of shaving cream are you using? What kind of... You doing straight razor? You what are you doing? Well, yeah. What's your current What's your current routine? And then what What routine are you working up towards? So my current routine is after I get out of the shower. Usually, what I do is I blow dry my hair first, let it settle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blow dry it too much when it's shorter because I do like a little bit of moisture in it when I when I put my product in. So I'll, I'll do that first. It's very uh, thought out. And then I will. Um, it's been I've been doing it for uh, for six months now. A little dampness it. helps with the product. A little yeah, dampness does help. What's your What's your current uh, hair stiffening product? You, you know, I it varies. Uh, I have this like this hair. This oh, Harry's, I have this Harry's hair gel. Um, it's it was something, something I more bought like two years ago because I was really trying to get my hair to stay. Mm-hmm. It's a little thick. I don't like what it does to my hair, but it's there, and so I feel the need to use it up. So I'll use that some mornings. Um, there's this other stuff. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I can't remember the name of it, but my my hair gel of choice is Axe Men's High Hold Low Shine. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. I'm the exact same one. And yep. I settled on this one after much trial and error. Yes. It's, it feels really good. The one that I will. Uh, what do you run? Christian, what do you run? Yeah. I run one of two, whatever's on sale. Either That's ev- always the best choice. Either Everyman Jack. Everyman Jack. Everyman Jack or Fix Your Lid. Fix Your Lid. Okay. Fix is that your the lid. one with lid. the skeleton on yes, it? Yes, that is the one with the skeleton. Oh, okay. Fix Your Lid. American Crew is quite good, but it's also yeah. really pretty expensive. Yes, it is expensive. Yeah. 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 American Crew. Wow. American Crew. Yeah. Another one that my barber sometimes uses is uh, Suavecito, but Suavecito. I can never find that commercially available. Suavecito down a, down or, the, or the Clubman. Down at Puglisi's. That's Clubman. right. Yeah. Should we take this time to, to, to plug our favorite barbershop in Washington, D.C.? I think they all listen to this podcast. I think they L- do. Listen, gentlemen or ladies, I suppose, whoever I, you want, if you got hair and you want it cut and... You want it to be really good, but you know, just barbershop, not necessarily also the experience. Salon. And also, yeah, Puglisi's Barbershop. Where are they? They're at the corner of I and 20th. So, everyone in DC will know where Duke, one of the Duke's groceries is. Duke's Grocery, directly next to it, down the stairs next to the UPS store, is Puglisi's. Puglisi yeah. haircuts. Puglisi haircuts. Puglisi haircuts. Italian. All cash, 35, 35. Yeah, cash, cash. cash only joint. They speak only Italian mm-hmm. and man. And Portuguese. You, you That's open, true. Spanish, too. You open the door, and it's like you jumped right into Sicily. Yeah. Pretty much. One time I was getting a haircut there, and I saw, through the mirror, I saw the owner step out to take a phone call and he left his client in the chair and the guy was just standing there like what the hell happened he walked away he left the client in the chair and then my guy who was giving me a haircut he started w- double timing no he walked into the closet and then i see him come out with an espresso on a saucer <laughs> and bring it out to him taking the phone call outside the shop it was insane wow tony puglisi man tony, yeah yeah tony anyway they they are one of my favorite small businesses if not my favorite small business to patronize in the district of columbia area i, I was just and talking. you've been there before but this is not your main it's not my main it was my main i did go there shout out your main shout out your main uh miss kim uh the 
I, I don't fully know how to pronounce her name. It's called the Tien Kim Barbershop in, uh, in Kensington, Maryland. You're still going and up there. I'm still going. It's 13, 14 minutes from That's here. That's true. Yeah, You're actually so closer to it now than I'm in closer to it now than I was. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a good place. It's a good place, but um, I, I, I really like the work that she does, and she's, she's really uh, caring, and you should go check it out, depending on the area. You know, Puglisi's, I'm, not, I'm just not close to there anymore, and it's yeah, a scene to try and find parking, and, and, it's, it's, and it's a little pricey. It is. It is. I've just uh, I've had too many negative experiences elsewhere, and I've just decided it's that it's going to be worth it for me. And usually, I stop home on my way home from work. I stop off, and parking isn't too bad. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but that's it's it's a fun place. Now, Matt, this is a good chance to our listeners need not be too astute to realize that we have our very first guest. It is not AI that is joining. Possibly your last guest. It is not AI. It is real Mm. eye. Real intelligence. It is real Matt. We brought in somebody to really class up this podcast. And, uh, that's the one and only Matt Scross. Matt, thank you for thank you for joining us, and especially on such short notice. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So yes, you're our first guest, and uh, and you're sporting a new haircut as well. Correct. I've noticed. So thank this you. is now when you made this is the an decision of first. Did Puglisi suggest the haircut, or did you say, "I know what I want. I'm giving him this"? First of all, who do you go to? You go. You don't go to Puglisi himself, do you? He I've, I've been to Puglisi himself a couple. You times. have. Okay. I've gone to. Is that the I've guy been, I used to, go to Jose. No, I forgot. That guy that you used to go to, we used to call Johnny, but that's not his name. Is he still there? He's still there, yeah. but that's not his name. That's the funny part. I've been to Tony. I've been to Jose. And then I've been to two other guys in there. I don't know their names, but both of them do an equally incredible job every time. Um, they don't hire anybody in there who can't do it. No, they don't. They don't. A lot of scissor work, which I really like. Mm-hmm. They don't just zim, zim, zoom you with the buzzer. It's, no. They do a lot of scissor work, which I really like. So this particular haircut, since you asked... I have been like workshopping it for probably about four months now. Okay. Um, so I, I went back because it was a it was a new cut for me. So I wanted to go back to my my barber. Uh, shout out to Lisa in Westchester, Pennsylvania, who's been cutting my hair. Okay. For, so you uh, nineteen of my well, actually no, probably like twenty two of my twenty uh, twenty seven years. Um, you went back to home field. I went down to the home field. I said, Lisa, this is what I'm looking for. So so for reference, I like to leave it long on top and then take it down with the buzzers on the side. I did uh, did a one and a half. One and a half. And okay. then I took it down to a one. And this oh time boy. I took it down to a half. Wow. I don't I know if I'm I would go call that I would call that a high and tight taper. It's a high and tight taper. Yeah. High and tight taper. I li- see, you know what? I, I recently just got off of a Peaky Blinders. Um uh, I, you know, I've yes. watched that th- show three times over. Terrific. I show. like the haircut that Silly um that Killian Murphy wears in the show, but not quite that tight on the sides. Who's playing Oppenheimer in That's the upcoming right. film? You know, I saw a story that he is he has smoked so many fake cigarettes in yeah. his movies that he's like, I never want to do another character where I'm smoking fake yeah. cigarettes. They're fake, but That's like, true. they can't. I mean, be Peaky Blinders, all they did was smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke and drink on that show. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You think it was like real whiskey, or you think it was like apple juice or something? I believe they do use apple juice as on camera whiskey. Good. Yeah. Now, we have to describe to Nick whether he wants to or not. We oh, both great. have seen the new Indiana Jones film. Nick is an Indiana Jones fan. I am. I, I am. How would you describe it to him? I would describe it as it met my expectations exactly. My expectations were not super high, 
but Me I neither. also thought that it was because it was Harrison Ford's last outing as Indy. Could I knew be that his they, last outing as ever. She, God, that yeah, that, I'm surprised that movie. Did didn't I hear this right? That him, they had frankly. to age him with AI. They did. There is a younger. scene in the film where they do. There's about a 20, 25 minute sequence where it's all like him younger, mm-hmm. kind of like the Irishman. You know how they did that in the Irishman, where they yes. made De Niro look yes. younger and mm-hmm. and all the guys. I was thinking look of younger. that. I was yeah. also thinking of in the Sopranos when what it, when Livia. Do you remember when? Do you remember early before Tony's mother dies? Oh yeah, they Nancy, had that when Nancy weird... Marchand died. Yeah. Before they had that, they needed a scene, so they had a weird scene where they CGI. Yeah, I her remember face that. Onto a different it was actor. bizarre. It wasn't the best quality at the time. Yeah. But yes. What did you think of the de aging? The what? The de aging that they did. I think that it was very, very well done. See, I, I, I they... thought it was well done, but then sometimes I'd look at it and I go, "This feels like a video game." Yeah. But. Yeah, it's. It's something I think we're gonna have to get used to in the movie. I, I I agree. Um, I agree. I I will say that. Is it going to look corny at one time because it's going to just keep getting better and better? Mm. Right. How, how far mm. are we? I, I, I I, we're not far. No. It's close. No. It's close. Well, I'm saying it's how far it's... are we until we're not even seeing a real actor on a screen? Right. Well, that's the thing. That's well, actually, like... we're already doing that. There's animated movies. Of course. Like and there was like... even the, 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 what was it? The weird Michael Jackson hologram like 10 yes. years ago. Yep. And they were like, it isn't a hologram. And I'm like, well, what is it? And it was but now you have like AI, and now it's like when actors die, like, are they going to be able to use their likeness in right. movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're, there's going to be lawsuits. It's going to be horrendous. Musicians, yeah. same thing. But I can't wait for them to start remaking the Bond films with like a CGI Sean Connery. Yeah. That's going to be. That's gonna be weird. That might do it for me. I don't. I don't know. But then again, you could also think of it as like no advance, no technological advancement in any field that you can really think of, like music or film or art. No technological advancement has actually yet to kill any of the old media. Right. There's still people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot less of it, but there's still people sculpted in marble, and they're still the top dogs. If you if you want to pay them the all, they'll do it. We for still you. grew up with VHS tapes when we were little. We still yeah, remember had VHS rewinding tape. something. Rewinding. You have to yep. fucking rewind something. Rewinding. Mm-hmm. I think I had still? like I had a I had a, I had um one of those cassette those cassette tapes the VHS tapes were there like I full of like hunting for Bigfoot documentaries. Like I That's kid you not, <laughs> on the That's History Channel, it would be like we search for Bigfoot. And it's one of those shows where they kind of they just go around, they fuck around in the woods for a and weekend, they never and they don't find, find anything. Bigfoot. But I was fascinated. I was fascinated by those shows, and so it was like that was the one VHS tape you didn't touch because um, that had Matt's Bigfoot documentary on it. <laughs> oh, it was a it weird, was a, it was, a, it was an unlabeled tape that you taped off the television. Yep, That's yep. pretty funny yep. actually. You remember when you learned how to do that and you're like the powers in my hands, you know, yeah. you can record anything. Oh yeah, you felt like tape. a fucking wizard. We found uh, at my grandparents' house, we're cleaning out my grandparents' house and they had my grandfather had tapes and I'm telling you if there's a stack of eight tapes here of things that he taped, at least 5 of them were different recordings of any Godfather movie. But he would write the movie, so it would say The Godfather on it, because they give you like little tabs that you can write on, and it would say The Godfather. Then it would say, it would have the runtime, and it would say three hours and two minutes or whatever. And then he'd have the top two actors in the movie. So he'd go Al Pacino, 
uh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so with every he had five different versions of the Godfather. He had or like, God, all, like all his movies had that same nomenclature. It was either Godfather or Godfather Two, Godfather Three. I think there was Goodfellas on one of them. And so, like, it would be like run silent, run deep, two hours and ten minutes. Gone with the wind. Clark Gable, Don Rickles. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. And they all had these like little inscriptions on them. That's the Dewey Decimal System for for movies. The movie Decimal System. Um, But yeah, I would say the movie met my expectations also. Yeah, yeah, to circle, to very, um, to circumvent back to, uh, yes, I think the movie met my expectations. Some things I liked a lot, some things I really did not like, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, it was a good send off for Harrison Ford. It was a good send off. And and the most important part, I think he enjoyed making the movie. I I do. It it looked like he had a fun time. It's, again, does not touch the originals. But what can? But it's not going to. And I think you got to go into it with that expectation. Yeah. yeah. But what can touch the originals? Nothing. You know? It was better than the last one. It was better than Crystal Skull. Yeah. I did see sure. Crystal Skull. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was good. When I saw it then, it was like a big deal for me because like, I got to go and see that with my dad and be like, I had never gotten the chance to see Indiana Jones on the big screen before. Yeah. Because you'd always watch like the tapes or whatever. And then I was like, so Crystal Skull, there was a lot of like nostalgia and like, oh, like this is really cool when I saw it, but I watched it like a week or two ago. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you have a favorite memory of a movie that is, could be considered a classic that you saw in the theater when it came out? Hmm. That is a great question, actually. I have a vivid memory of going to see Shrek 1. I ran out of the theater in Shrek 1. Really? I was terrified. I remember going with my dad to see Shrek 1. My mother had to drive me home. It was some kid's birthday. You remember when kids would do birthday parties and it would be like at the movie theater? Oh, the the fucking birthday parties that kids would come up with. I haven't before. I want to finish this question, but then I have a tangent of some local Staten Island lore about birthday parties. Go ahead. Classic. So you ran out of the theater on Shrek 1. On Shrek 1, when he, like, breathes fire. And, like, very beginning. Like, I made it, like, three minutes into this movie, and I ran out. Um, what about you? Classic? You know, I'm I'm really... It, I'm had to be, it had to be one of the Harry Potter movies. I'm sure Probably. it was one of the Harry Potter movies. I just can't remember yeah. which. I never saw any. Actually, I saw the very last one in the theater. Yeah. Um, I saw... I don't remember seeing any other one except Goblet of Fire in the theater. I think Goblet of Fire is the best movie. Mm. I like Goblet of Fire. Number four. Um, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of that movie were great. Oh, yeah, um, intense. I mean, I saw The Dark Knight in theaters. Is, so That's true. That, that's, that's had true. massive staying power. So that's yeah. And I saw it. And you, very, saw, and you saw The Joker in the theater. And I saw Joker in the theater. And I saw, when I saw Dark, dark Knight, I was 10 years old, and we were on vacation in Cape Cod, and it was raining. And when it rains in Cape Cod, there's not much to do. So my mom was like, let's go see a movie. And we saw Dark Knight. I saw Shrek 1 in the theater on vacation in Cape Cod because <laughs> it was raining on Cape Cod. That is exactly what go. happened. I went with my dad. Because there's literally nothing else to yeah, do there when it rains. because my brother was really small at the time. It was yeah. like 2002, 2001. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, Tim was only three. Yeah. So... Go see Shred. Tim didn't run out of the theater. No, he didn't. He didn't even go into the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those, 
Wow. Okay, so the question was, is growing up when kids had birthday parties, was there ever a place that like every kid had their birthday party? We had this one on Staten Island. I don't even know if it's still there. I would laugh my ass off if it was this fucking place called Fun Station. Fun Station. We had the Fun Zone. I'm sure it's a very. Station. I'm sure it's a very. Is it like a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, but it was with a. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese with a little more dick suck. <laughs> <laughs> I just when you say Fun Station, I imagine like an old beaten down warehouse next to like the Long Island Railroad tracks. It wasn't like there. It was. It was. It was in a strip mall. It was connected to a bowling alley, and actually, you know, I think in that. I think in that bowling alley was maybe the Looney Bin Comedy Club where Pete Davidson famously started. I could be getting that mixed up. It might be a different bowling alley. Yeah. But um, Fun Station was in a strip mall, and it was next to a bowling alley on one side, a blind store, and a Top Tomato. Oh, my what, God. Have you heard of a Top Tomato? No. Top Tomato is a Staten Island local, maybe other parts of the city, but it's a Staten Island local, like, uh, like kind of supermarket low end you've heard of a western beef oh yeah western beef. it's kind of like we a western, western beef, beef but for yeah. tomatoes um, um but fun station was disgusting it was like it was like a giant arcade in a strip mall there was this it was actually fun as shit when you were a kid this like fucking tube maze thing like a bunch oh, of cool. like a hamster would crawl through oh yeah but yeah. it was fucking elaborate and you'd actually get lost in the thing <laughs> The workers would have to come find the kid and drag him Pretty out. Pretty much. Um, Do you think they and then, had like a, yeah. like a drain snake that just kind of pushed through the... You think they ever had like a drain snake they would kind of push through the, um, the thing? Grab on! Like, I found him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just keep pushing. He'll fall out the other end. No, it is a kind of... They had like a huge slide that was like incredibly dark, except it would light up because you would get zapped with static going on the way down. It was... Yeah, well, it was a very... And they had laser tag, which ended up being fun. When we got a laser little Laser tag's older, fun. I, laser tech. Fun station was the place to go. So I was the kid who had the same birthday party at the same place three years in a row. I want to say when I was four, five, and six. And it was at Adventureland, which is in Farmingdale, which we went to Farmingdale when you visited. And Adventureland was this like miniature amusement park on Long Island. But it, it had some great rides. But, of course, what was the one thing that I wanted to ride on every single time I went there? Uh-huh. Non-stop. I'm trying to think about what is Take your, a guess. What is your fucking vibe? What was the one thing that I wanted to ride on? Okay, I'm narrowing you down. I think it was a rotation ride. Rotation? Yep, you could say that. Okay. Um, it and doesn't fit the typical, like, ride that you're thinking like there's no thrills on this except maybe for me but oh this must have been like a miniature railroad yeah some kind yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> naturally <laughs> i i was gonna guess the himalaya remember the himalaya yeah they had a um they had a train it was like a steam locomotive but it was electric Oh, had a, yeah, just, we had one in Point Pleasant that had a fucking pull start on it. It, like, like a <laughs> <laughs> it, it had a 
<laughs> it, had a, it had a lawnmower. It had like a two-cylinder, you know, freaking... Sorry, I flooded it. <laughs> go. Wait, you had to prime. It had a little thing it. on the front. You had to prime. And you had to pull the fucking Briggs and Stratton engine. Cannibalized John Deere tractor. But I'd go on for one, and it went around the whole park. So you got to see everything, and it had tunnels and everything. You got to see everything. And I... We, it would come back to the station, and I would just stay seated, and I'd just go for the next one. And I would go on other rides, but that was the but one I like, that I I like the idea mind. of this being your birthday party, and all the other kids were doing something else, and you're like, I'm chilling on the train. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm my, happy. I my like mother that. never let me hear the end of it. Um, <laughs> right. What about you? So there was a, an athletic club uh, in my hometown that um, they, for a while, hosted birthday parties, and then they stopped doing it because I think it became a hassle. But um, there was... Their big thing, their claim to fame was like you could like rent out one of the pools in the athletic center, and they had this giant invisible, or not invisible, inflatable, the other I word, uh, inflatable alligator, probably the size of like a small minesweeper, that they would just <laughs> kind of like they would they would inflate it and float it out into the pool, and then for like two and a half hours, you and your friends would be screwing around on this thing. It would be like it would be a game of like. Just shoving people off of this. This is very Pennsylvania. It was. It was like a like like a, one of those scenes from the Titanic where like everyone's trying to clamber onto the same lifeboat and they keep falling off. They, like the the inflatable alligator was not big enough for the birthday party. The amount of people at the birthday party. So eventually, you put so many people on it that they would fall off and everyone would have to get back on. And you would do this for two and a half hours, and then you would eat cake, and that was the birthday party. I, I could. I probably had. Actually, I probably had one of my birthday parties there. Now that I think about it, really? but some of my other friends had them there too. Just like crazy, Didn't giant, like, giant alligator. That one would be fun. I would be all for that. Didn't like the sport birthdays. Mm. They're like, we're gonna go play soccer. I'm like, I don't want to no. fucking play soccer. Well, that's funny because you were saying how you were rather expectedly because you're being a railroad enthusiast you rode the miniature railroad now that i think back to my birthday parties i had a few close friends who i liked hanging out with but i never did a whole class birthday party i would always do like five boys and you know we weren't like you know we trying to save money and stuff like that right. growing up so what my dad would do is would take me and five of my friends to the lake to go fishing oh yeah which nice. was always fun and it was really fun because my friends didn't really fish and they I remember we always had a freaking blast and we would just see how many fish we could catch all catch and release CPR catch photograph release and uh, I remember like being 10 and 12 years old and catching like eat like one year we caught like 86 fish in three hours oh my god and then one year we caught 115 or something like that. You're putting roids on the, uh, you're taking Barry Bond. You're like the Barry Bonds of. <laughs> I'm freaking juicing. <laughs> He's freaking juicing. <laughs> Look at this guy freaking juicing his worm over here. No, it was only dough. We'd only use dough and we'd just fish for bluegill. And like put dough as your bait? Dough is like, we'd just make like a quick peanut butter egg flour dough. Hmm. Just something that sticks, something that smells and sticks to the hook. And, uh, with a bobber and 12 inches of lead on it, and we'd be slamming them all day. Wow. And this is a classic my dad thing. He always says this if we, if we catch a fish. Even if it wasn't a good day, but we catch at least something, without fail, when I go fish with my dad, he'll say in the car, you know, at least we wouldn't have gone hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. At the end of the day, you judge a fishing trip by if you would have went hungry or not. That's true. I, 
I had a birthday party one year where I had everybody over for a sleepover. Classic. And uh, we were watching a WWE pay-per-view. Because I oh, was wow. big into that. Uh, WrestleMania. It was called... No, no, no. This one was SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And then there was SmackDown. SmackDown. SmackDown's... Uh, I think SmackDown is Friday night. Yeah, Friday oh, okay. night SmackDown. Friday night Monday SmackDown. Ni- Monday night Raw and Friday night SmackDown. Monday night Raw. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, and then we all watched Harry Potter right afterwards. And just... I think it was the first one. Sorcerer's Stone, right? That one's pretty tame, but I could see getting scared of that as a kid. I mean, we, I was had to be like nine or ten years old. Everybody but one or two people left because they were so scared, and they and my mother had to call their parents up to come and pick them up after oh they watched goodness. the movie. They did not want to sleep over anymore. I mean, the the, the scene with the double faces kind of that's that's a little messed the up. The double face and the troll weird. and yeah. and the three headed dog. Yeah. So okay, it's there's it's not that tame. Yeah, it's that not the, that tame. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, were they were they racist? Were they scared of the turban? <laughs> I don't know. They they could have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were. Yeah, they just thought not dog people. Do I have to I take know. that joke out and post? No, nah, leave you. it in. Up to you. Um, yeah, birthdays. Were, what what was your most out, outlandish birthday? Uh, come to think, I I actually can't think of it at this point. Gosh. Um. One time I was on a Boy Scout camping trip <laughs> and it was during my birthday and we were camping on Staten Island 15 minutes at, at the Boy Scout camp, 15 minutes from where we live. And it was on a camping trip. We were supposed to be in the wilderness. And next thing you know, here comes my mother walking through the woods with a cake. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> lit with the candles? Lit. No, that'd be She's funny. Like... Starting a forest fire. <laughs> I just, I just imagine <laughs> what, it's like. What was the cause of the fire? Well, well we, we, we followed the trail somebody, of ashes. Somebody lit a cake. <laughs> it's a fucking Betty Crocker story. I see I... a nine digit somewhere <laughs> in the. <sand. laughs> There's a nine. Di- I see a nine candle, and freaking Betty Crocker burned down the forest. I just had this image of you guys sitting around the campfire at like 10 p.m. at night, and all of a sudden you see a light following you in the forest, and you're like, what the hell is that? It's a birthday cake. It's a birthday cake. It's a birthday cake. Yeah. For he's a jolly good fat. No, yep. I don't even think it was dark at the time. I remember that. That was kind of fun. I'm picturing, you ever seen What About Bob? Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, when he comes out of the Bill house Murray. with Bill the Murray cake. listens to this podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As does Richard Dreyfus. Yo, when, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss definitely When does. he comes out of the house and he's holding the cake, <laughs> and it's like in the dark, and he's got the candles lit. Hey, now, don't hassle me. I'm local. Don't, I want that shirt. Jamie has that shirt. I'm sure we can find that. Uh, don't hassle me. I'm local. Prime day. Prime day. Prime day. Hey, how about this? How about this? Hint, hint. Your birthday's coming. Uh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. Okay. Here we go. I'm now, I'm a medium to large. You're a medium to large. Okay, medium you're no large. longer on the XL. No, well, that's no true. I mean, I knew that by looking yeah. at you, but I didn't know that empirically. My only pr- the reason I say medium too large, I should be medium through and through. But, but some problem, some run small. The problem is the height. Yeah, the length. So you know, like medium will come up to here sometimes, but large usually has the length. Okay, I, I um, you're not you're not a crop top kind of guy. That's not that's yeah, not, yeah, no, that's bare not, that's bare midriff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, is that he, a magnetic case? This is a... Oh, my phone case here? Yeah. Um, I almost bought one To showboating for the podcast. Uh, yeah, this is a Magnalock case. Now, here's the hack. They say that you need a special case to be able to do the charging pad. The only thing it is, it's a magnetic ring that centers the charging pad on the phone. The 
in the, the induction piece is right under the apple. That's the piece that has to be aligned with the pad. The, it doesn't need the magnet at all. You can, you can do wireless charging with the pad. You can do that in any case. Which phone is this? Which phone? This phone? I don't even know. It's <laughs> not very... Um, 14? Oh, it's No, no, no. It's, 13? It might be a 12. I think it might be a 12 regular. 12 regular? Let's see. General. Um, General Solani. What neck size? Uh, is there like an about this iPhone? Should be like a yeah, yeah. You usually about, yeah. you gotta go. So go to your settings. I'm in my settings. I feel like such an old fuck. Uh, go to. Go to where it says your name. Man, this is thrilling. Go to your name. For the podcast, this is an iPhone 12 regular. iPhone 12 regular. Yes. I got an iPhone 11 regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you have? I have no idea. Probably an X. I think maybe. X, wow. So we have 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. Sequence. Mm -hmm. Oh, but anyway, I was getting it to check my notes because I I like to uh, write down pointless discussion topics, which is what Mm -hmm. we specialize in, if we're being honest. Okay, ever play the game Monopoly? I have. I want to know what's your piece that you pick. my piece? I haven't played in so long, so I couldn't even tell you. I I always go with the wheelbarrow. It brings me good luck. Wheelbarrow? I was always a wheelbarrow guy. Do not pass go. I was a ve- what the what the vehicle was that old jalopy piece. Yeah, there was a yeah. car. There was a race car. Yeah, I, I would use that. That was mine. That's a classic. Favorite yeah. board games. Ooh. I'm going with Monopoly. You're going with Monopoly. Um, you can play that till the cows come home. I just think Monopoly is a fun game, and it's just complicated enough, but S- not too complicated. Is Scrabble a board game? I consider Scrabble a board game. To be honest, I play more Scrabble than anything else. We always play Scrabble at home. I, I love just, Scrabble. I was just home. I can't. We've never played. I can't believe it. We haven't played. We Scrabble. have to do that. Have we also said this on the podcast that for two people who are as obsessed with words as we are, we've never played. We're Scrabble. shocked that we have never played Scrabble. Wow. I think I've said that before. I don't consider chess a board game though, and I no, love no, chess. No. Chess, chess is, is its own. Chess, chess is its own. Chess game. is chess. Yeah, that's its own category. I love chess. I was a Risk kid. Risk. There was something. There Remember was something. We- <laughs> We something. tried it once. <laughs> that was a pandemic attempt. <laughs> we tried it for about 45 minutes. They were like, yeah, oh, fuck this. Risk. Let's watch a practical joke. There's something yeah. just inherently masculine about pushing soldiers across a board and like invading countries. Maybe we got to play with, with a, a guide. What I want, I want to play Risk. Like, you know those like in every like old war movie where they have a, just have a giant table oh, and yeah, they're like yeah. pushing. I want to do that. Like I want to have a giant Risk table. Sit there with like a cigar and a and a you know whatever a stiff drink and just push soldiers across a table all night. That'd be funny. Did I'm sure like I'm sure somebody's made I a custom battleship. Battleship. Battleship is a good one. Battleship's classic. Battleship is a good one. You sunk my battleship. Now, okay, so now what was your? Did you guys with that? In case we ever play, don't reveal too much. Did you guys have a particular ship positioning strategy? No. Because some people some people went for the clump in the corner. Hmm. I never had a strategy. Yeah, I always just kind of randomized it. We we played Sorry a lot when I was a kid. We played Sorry a lot. Candyland. Candyland. Uh, Operation. Candyland was when we were really. Operation's young. very difficult for me. Yeah. That thing likes to buzz the hell of me. Oh, with the tremor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the things you're good at, Christian, I don't think you'd be a good start. <laughs> no. Oh God. No. Uh, Uno. I know it's a card game, but. See, we never played games. Uno. I, we, it's I, just crazy eights. It's just crazy Uno's eights. Uno's crazy eights. Card games, forget about it. I played all kinds of different card games. But um, you know which one we ever played? This is a deep cut. We used to play it a lot. It's called Blocus. 
Blokus. Yes. B L O. I've never played K U S. Blokus was like the opposite of Tetris. Yeah. You had t- colored tiles of up to five squares, and then you had a grid that you had to place them on. Whereas in Tetris, you wanted it to fit as tight as possible. In Blokus, you could only touch your pieces corner to corner, and they were all weird shapes. It was very hard to strategize. Interesting. Um, um, and then each person would take a take a turn putting their piece on the board. It was actually a really fun game. 35-minute runtime, roughly. Now, our card games are not limited to American card games. No, we. one of our favorites... Have you ever played Scopa with us? Yes, I have. Did I cheat at Scopa one time? Or was I don't think so. I, cheat at? I can't imagine you cheating at anything. Oh, I did cheat. I, che- I cheated very blatantly. I, I was playing with you and uh, one of our other friends, and um, it was like a winter storm. You, we came over for dinner, and then I cheated very, very blatantly at a... What'd you like, do? Oh, no. I just that cheated. Was, that was Pinochle. That was Pinochle. Yeah, I cheated. Oh, don't get me started on that oh, one. Pinochle's my favorite game oh, because everybody hates it. No, I like Pinochle. But yeah, we played Scopa as Italian cards, and that's fun. Scopa was recently in a Pixar movie. I think it was uh, Pixar. Uh, yeah, I think it's called Luca. Luca. Like I was Luca? calling it Bruno. Luca, yeah. Bruno? No, that's Bruno. that's a different That's movie. a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, isn't it? I think, yes, that is a Sasha Baron Speaking of which, I just watched the, film, the Les Mis film version. And Sasha, and Sasha Baron mm-hmm. Cohen is yeah. the innkeeper. Yes, he is yeah. the innkeeper. Master of the house. And he was <laughs> in Seinfeld also. Oh, Talk about a resilient actor. <laughs> What did we think of Russell Crowe's singing in Les Mis? It's not good. I didn't mind it. It's I fine. I didn't mind it. It's fine. He he's Russell Crowe's a fantastic actor, and if the role was only acting, he would have done well, but he was not the singer for that role. What was he? I'm trying to think. I Javert. love him in Gladiator. He was Inspector Javert. He was uh he's been in Master and Commander, one of my favorite movies. It's kind of a it's a it's a it's an under the radar, but it's another good one he's in, I unless I have this wrong. No, he's in a beautiful mind. Yes, that's that's, that's probably re- he won an Oscar for that. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Talented guy. Yeah. So is uh, I almost said Hugh Hefner, but Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. amazing. amazing. He was perfect for that. Yeah. And he's been doing Broadway a long time. So. Well, have you ever seen the uh, the the version of Les Mis where they don't really act it out, but they have a cast of characters? In other words, they have five people who play Jean Valjean would come on and they just did a singing performance of it. It wasn't a film. It was just a singing performance on the stage, but it wasn't a fully acted out Broadway thing. Nick Jonas really did a really good job. I can't As believe Jean I don't, I'm not going to say I can't believe him saying it. He's a talented kid. He's a good kid. Um, I just don't really care for his band with his brothers, whatever they call themselves, but um, <laughs> I think they call themselves the Jonas brothers. Right, now. right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a talented kid. I watched a version of Les Mis that was, um, it was not a musical. It was a drama. There was no singing at all. And it followed the storyline. But, I, I mean, first book. of all, it was like an hour long. Um, yeah. It was the most unnerving thing I've ever seen. Because like I knew all this. way? No. In a bad way. Bad way. It was a terrible movie. Because, like, like, cause like th- without the singing, there's just a, like a 15-minute scene where, like, everybody dies. It's true. But with that, with the singing, it kind of like it kind of leavens it. It a softens bit. the blow. It a softens bit. the blows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eddie Redmayne was good in that role. He was very. Good. He was very good. Very very good. Uh, Anne Hathaway yeah. crushed it. Yeah. Uh, as usual. As usual. Yeah, I was I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Saying yeah. I dreamed a dream. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And she won the Oscar for that. I mean, she's in that movie probably a total of twenty yeah, she, minutes. Yeah, it's a significant. Less. It's a significant yeah. character, but it's not. But 
not in the movie. She no. got an. I think she won the Oscar for supporting actress. Didn't the girl who played Cassette? Amanda Seyfried as well. Amanda Seyfried. Maybe That's she did. Her? She did. That yeah. is Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Um. That movie won a bunch of award acting awards. I think. Yeah. It was very well done. None for Russell Crowe, but None for Russell. Crow. Yeah. Well. He's got plenty. Yeah. He's yeah. He's got a deep bench. Yeah. There um, you go. Did we, did we, what did we all think of when he, like, you know, Javert? I'm not going to If you haven't seen Les Mis at this point, like, I'm just going to spoil it. Spoilers. Or the part yeah, where he jumps off the bridge and there's that, like, crack. Yes. That was I, wholly unnecessary. The crack was very unnecessary. It was whole. Like, that it was did not, not add anything to the no. scene. It just. I was like, okay, he's going to jump. I feel like but, it was one of those things they meant to edit out in post op and they just forgot to do it. And they're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I like that you said in post. post op. Op. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> or post, whatever we, they call we, it. We call it post here. It's just post production. Yeah, yeah. Post, post prod. prod. Post prod. Um, yeah, put a little, put a little EQ on that in post. And uh, yeah, the crack was weird, but other than that, there really wasn't much. I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen and uh, Helena Bottom Carter were good. Helena Bottom Farter. Yeah, Helena Bottom Farter. Yeah. Who is another Harry Potter veteran? Yeah. I have two fun facts about her. One is that she is a direct descendant of a British prime minister. Which prime minister? Uh, his name was Asquith, and he was prime minister during the First World War. Okay. And the second fact is that a very close family member of hers was sanctioned for dealing with the Russians. Oh, my. <laughs> like, he was, I think, the UK. He got sanctioned for something. He was acting as an unregistered agent of... A Russian, or I, I don't know, but for legal purposes, I'm I'm not a lawyer and I don't know what I'm talking about. But you can Google it, and it is true. That's, uh, that's not slanderous or anything that happened. But yes, Helena Bonham Carter. Does she? Is she like her characters, like in real life? Because she always plays these very like eccentric, you know, kind of. I've never met her. There's otherworldly. This, uh, there's this heartwarming scene of her seeing um, Daniel Radcliffe for the first time in a very long time. And she just runs over and gives him this big hug. And she seems like the most normal person in the world, which is kind of weird considering how just utterly psychopathic her character is in Harry Potter. Just shows she's a good actress. She's a very good actress. Very good actress. Who does she play in Harry Potter? She's Bellatrix. Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bellatrix Lestrange. That's it. That, is, that was a very good performance. Yes. Very, uh, very, very. In both films. Yeah, both, both films. Um. Yeah, who? I mean, the cast in Les Mis just kept going. Like as the movie kept going, I'm like, this guy's it was it? stacked. Yeah. yeah, stacked cast. Yeah. If oh, another fun fact is the bishop in the Les Mis movie. Uh-huh. His name was Calm Wilkinson, and he played Jean Valjean uh, in the Broadway version of Les Mis. Wow. You look that up. The Colin Wilkinson plays the bishop. He was in it as kind of like a cameo, but he, I think he, I don't know if he was, he wasn't the first, he might not have been the first person to play Jean Valjean on Broadway. He might have been, but he yeah. was one of the most prominent people to play Jean Valjean. Wow. And so they added him into the movie as kind of a, like a little cameo. So that's Colin Wilkinson. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. Yeah. I can't wait to, to go back uh, on my metro train ride home and fact check all of the stuff that I've just said in this podcast. Make sure <laughs> no, I'm actually correct. No, this is correct. not a factual podcast. This <laughs> is just, it's, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not about precision or accuracy, no, to be we're honest. Not about, yeah. Speaking, we're, about, we're about just enough. Yes. Speaking about precision, that reminds me of a line from another great movie, Unstoppable, which we oh, all yeah. know Unst very yes. well. Unstoppable is a great movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. Great movie. Like, I, and I say this not just as a rail enthusiast, that is a great movie. 
it's just it's it's very well made. You cannot go wrong with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, early career Chris Pine. It's just it was and a speeding train and a, <laughs> a speeding, speeding train. And a speeding train with lots of chemicals. Yep, lots of ke- molten phenol. Yeah, molten phenol. <laughs> that's right. I don't even know if that's real. He says, uh, "What's the line?" He said, "It's used in the manufacturing of glue." <laughs> it's a standard DRE. Standard DRE. <laughs> Portable derailleur. Portable derailleur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been on some good excursions we in have. this room. We've done some great excursions. We've yes, we've done and we've many done railroading many excursions. Yeah. But I do want okay, so we we do we are operating on a time crunch here in Studio A today. Okay, so um, what, but we gotta what do, do got? we gotta do one of our one of of our two favorite bits. Do we want to do America's fastest growing quiz sensation or do we want to do beef for the week? Let's do beef for the week. Okay, do you have? Does anybody have beef for the week? I'll try to think of some beef. Matt looks like, like he's got okay. Something. Define beef. Just something you want to complain something you're about. Bothered by. All right, that you that happened to you that bothered you. I wish the more, more insignificant the better. I wish more DC area transit riders were like transit riders in Tokyo, Japan. And when I say that, I mean people in Tokyo. When the doors open, they fill into the car as fast as humanly possible to allow the people behind them to get into the car. So when yeah. you get on a DC metro train, instead of dilly dallying on Instagram, oh whatever the God. fuck you're on, why don't you get into the car? You move. Move to the left and you make space. He has for the beef. This is you. beef. This is because real beef. Nothing this is, drives this is me brisket. more insane. When I can, when the doors are about to close, it's a busy day, but not super busy. I see that there is clearly room in the car, and yet I am being blocked by people who insist on standing in that little area, staring at their fucking phones, not doing anything about it. Yeah. I will shove you out of the way to get into that car. Oh, alert and DC alert. are not synonymous. No. no, they do not go in the same sentence. No. Wow. Yeah, that's that some is, good that beef. Is beef. No, because that be, is rather frustrating. That's car. a freaking beef stew. No, fill into the car. You're you're right. It's just like everybody everybody comes out, and now there's room for you. And what's funny is I have lived in multiple different cities. I've lived in Philly. I have lived in I lived in London for for a period of time. I've and I've ridden transit oh, systems London in multiple different cities. London's London? the, don't let anyone from New York hear this, even though I'm putting it on the internet. London's got the freaking. Do they have the best? The tube is insane. The tube is beautiful. And what I I love about the tube is there's no air conditioning. They open the windows, and on the really, really old lines, the ones that were built in like the 1860s or whatever, when you when you when you come out of the the tube, and later that night when you sneeze, black shit comes out of your mouth because (laughs) it's quite literally it's just like the soot from the tunnel gets up into your system because the windows are open. It's wow. great. It's wonderful. No, I love the tube. I love the Victoria line. The Victoria line. Ugh. The tube. I mean, and the you pi- said the- you preface that with "Don't let anybody from New York hear this." The New York City subway system is garbage. It, I know, but it, it it's so it is so much better than DC, though. I, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm, DC it's just, is awful it's just, too. It's, I'm just loyal to it. Well, the New York su- like the, the London subway was largely planned. The New York City subway was like eight different companies all building their different lines, and then at one point they decided, okay, we're going to make mm-hmm. it one system, and now they don't. They they're, don't connect together. Their trains run more frequently than DC. That I'll they do. That. that they do. DC yeah, it's is just, like twelve minutes between tri- fourteen I, minutes. You got to understand. I was a commuter. I took the subway every single day for seven years. For seven years. Wow. Because they, I did summer, well, not every single day for seven years, but every single day for four years, and then I did summer programs for three years that I took the subway to Manhattan and all, all these other places with. Uh, every day to high school, a bus, a train, and then a bus ev- to and from. Wow. What's your beef? 
Oh my god, my beef! I can't believe I haven't done this beef yet, but it's a very. I almost had a freaking meltdown. I cannot stand. This is gonna sound obvious, but let me let me qualify this. Slow walkers. Oh yeah, me too. I can't stand it, and especially the kind that got to me yesterday. Got a theme going. Where the people in the grocery stores. Who are not courteous with their cart. There's plenty of room in a Walmart aisle for you to walk. Get Everybody can be able to go past. They leave their shit in the middle of the aisle. Or like this no, woman you gotta is pull over. walking in front, coming out of the self-checkout line at a fucking snail's pace. Nope. And for no good reason. Now, for no good there reason. There are exceptions. Handicap, old. Kids. Whatever. Kids, kids with you. Whatever. No. That's this, fine. This freaking. You got no reason to do that? I'm sorry. Speed the fuck up. No, no, no. This freaking pile of a woman was just moving so slow. And you, I was mad. And I was actually mad yesterday. And um, like you just couldn't get way. past her. I mean, freaking one, like one step, her, foot, her right foot was not coming fully in front of her left foot. Move your fucking legs. Why, don't, you, don't you not want to be here? When I see people who are standing in front of a particular area of the grocery store and don't know what to buy and they're blocking my way, half my half Take my instinct back. is 15 seconds. I pull something like, fuck, you want macaroni and cheese? That's your fucking macaroni and cheese. That's what you're getting. You took too long. Fuck yeah, off. Get out of go, my way. I need, to get, I need to get to yeah. the, the beans there. Easy Mac is easy Mac. Yeah. Now, when I'm, when I'm having a think and browse, because I'm particular about my selections, I always look Eggs, for you got to think and browse. Eggs, you do. I open them up. Oh, I, I, I open them up and I and I do this with my two fingers and I run down the carton and if every egg moves, you know none of them are broken. Um, so that's what I do. My grandfather told me that a long time ago. Um, but if I'm going to be stopping, I try and either I try and pick an item that is not popular to stop in front of, like mm. the you know five and a half pound bag of dried beans. Yeah, I'll stand in front of that shelf and look across and browse at the olive oil. But like these people who are standing in front of the spice section, yeah, it's just have some courtesy, look alive. And it's also like the fact that they're not even paying attention. You see me standing here. I have no, I have no bones about just saying, "Excuse me, I'm just coming in here. I want to grab the no freaking bones. cilantro beans or whatever the, uh, the you know, the coriander seeds or whatever it is." You um, What's your beef? Yeah, hmm. slow walkers is mine, but like I'll say, dis, I'll, I'll say mine is discourteous workers in the grocery store. Move the fuck over. Nobody wants to be here. I can't stand it. My beef this week is probably something that moves too fast. I I've had it with this pitch clock in baseball. I'm done with this. This is I, I this am is good done, beef. and I don't I don't fucking care how many people tell me it's good for the game. It's getting more people involved. I don't give a shit baseball was doing just fine then they said no we have to put a clock on it no don't put a clock on the game now excuse me oh it's getting late here in studio a um do you do you not like it because it gives you less baseball no 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 it's not even that i think it is i think it is changed every aspect of the game it is the hitters are in their heads because you're just focused on getting in the box at the right time. The pitchers cannot – you don't see truly dominant performances from pitchers that much 
because they're just trying to chuck the next pitch. When you had time, they had time to think. What pitch am I going to throw? How am I going to beat this guy? It was a head game. It was about thinking. It was yeah, about, now it's a just game. Now it's, I got to get rid of the ball. Otherwise, they're going to call the ball against me. Or I could walk this guy if I'm, not, if I'm not alert ready enough. Or I could strike out if I'm not in the box. It, it's just too much pressure of thinking. Right. So you, it's taking a bit of the art out of the game. All I right. Was, how do you feel about this? How do you p- feel about uh, designated hitters all across? It's not baseball. I, it's you not. Know, I'm, I, I'm being a lifelong Yankee fan. Always having a DH in the American it's League. American League. I do agree with you though. Why? Why should the pitcher not hit? Because again, sh- it's a strategy. Every thing. player strategy should hit. Every, Every player, player should. Hit. Every player should. You have nine. You have nine players, right? Yeah, nine, players nine players take the field. Nine players. But take somehow the field. there's a tenth player. Yeah, exactly. DH. So nine players should bat. I mean, that's what. I, that's how we play. When we, you ever play CYO baseball? CYO, yeah. What is CYO state? That was usually through the church. Or Christian something, youth right? organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Catholic. Catholic youth organization. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, the CYO basketball was big when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, I did. I wasn't a big. Fan Go to of it. CYO practice. <laughs> How fun is <at> that? <laughs> is that what they sounded like? Yeah, so like whatever. freaking Jim Carrey doing. Uh, yeah. Vera de Milo. <laughs> Vera de Milo. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good horse. <laughs> oh, thank you. Do we have the rights to that character? Are we, are we allowed to say we do that? now? Oh, okay, good. Jim Carrey listens to this podcast. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. He said um, he's retired from acting. Yeah. Well, what's what's funny is like once you guys like we'll at the end of the really podcast, acting. once we once we kind of widen out, which is you know that's so hard fucking to do in the podcast. But like Jim Carrey's been sitting here the entire time. Oh, he like has. We have a live studio audience. He's the. Um, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't widen out with just. It's really hard to widen out in a podcast, but if you can get it done, you'll see. He's Jim Carrey's sitting right behind he's us. He's been notating this whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We need a note taker. Yeah. A stenographer. If we need you will. a stenographer. We should get a stenographer to do the podcast. God yes. help that person. They got to be. Yeah, I, I know, know there are like transcription services you can get online that you can like pay into, yeah. and they're very good. Oh yeah, but like yeah. the because. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Sometimes instead of listening to a podcast, I would much rather read a transcript of one. That's just my mind, and that's how my mind works. Yeah, that like I can glean more information if I'm reading it. Depends on the podcast. If it's more it informational, depends on my style. goal. Yeah, I don't listen to I don't listen to informational podcasts. Well, I, neither do, I don't listen. To I that listen many to podcasts. just purely, and en- I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen yeah. to purely just entertainment podcasts. Yeah. Like again, I like to listen to Joe Rogan sometimes, but I'm not listening to it as an informational podcast. I no. l- I listen to it if I happen to like the guest that he has on. Yeah. If it's one of my favorite comedians, I'm listening to it for the comedian. I'm not listening to it necessarily because I want to hear what Joe Rogan has to say. Me tuning into his is entirely dependent on the guest. Yeah, that's exactly entirely. what it is. You know, so um, I just don't have the patience to listen to a three and a half hour podcast. Yeah, I do. Like, well, like I never listen to it minutes. in one clip. Like, I'll start it on a drive, and when the drive's done, I'll turn it off, you and can't. then I'll pick it up. It's just, it is a lot. It's yeah. It, it really depends on what you're in the mood for when I'm, or what I'm in the mood for when I'm listening. Sometimes I want to listen to something funny. Sometimes I don't. Car rides are really the only places I can listen to podcasts. I can't just like have a podcast on them too. I always I always start my long haul rides with a podcast and um and then car calls. Car calls are fun. That really helps pass the time. I'll usually start with a podcast before going to music. Now, I one of my number one listen to podcasts in the car is actually this podcast because I do the mixing and the audio. 
and and you can get a good representation. When I'm you're very car. familiar with what my car speakers sound like, yes. so I listen on my car and I know what I have to do. And it's really not much for this podcast. That's good, but um, yeah, it is good there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, no, no, no. what do you say? You want to land this plane? Yeah, it's All been right. a pleasure. Yeah, Matt, it's been thank a pleasure. you for being. Thank you very much for being our Please first come guest. Back. I mean, Nick, Christian, Jim, thanks, like, thanks for, <laughs> for having us, um, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, and Matt, we'd love to have you back anytime. Oh, this anytime. Would be wonderful. Thank anytime you. We'll you see what the reception back. is from the uh, from the audience, and maybe we'll uh, maybe I'll come back on. Or Salud. Salud. We'll see. Salud. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if enough people listen to this to uh, to be able to get after any this, reasonable feedback. But after this, they will. things may very well change. Yes. Do you know that our second most listened to country is Nigeria? Really? Shout out Nigeria, people! Thank if you're you, listening. Nigeria. We love you over there Shout in Nigeria. Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari for listening to our podcast. Oh, okay. Matt Matt knows him. Okay. I never met him. Yeah, me neither. All right. Anyway, <laughs> folks, as always, we thank you for tuning in. And Matt, we always end the podcast with a salute. Salute. salute.